0: This week on Tea with Queen and Jay. Quarantino got us feeling different about what we watch on film and television. We get buried by the Bernards. We discuss the diasporical implications
1: of Judas and the Black Messiah. And Queen Latifah is doing some shit we never seen before. No spoilers. We promise. It's Tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. Jay. Tea with
2: Queen and Jay. Yeah. Tea.
1: what's up how you doing i am good what's up how are you doing today
0: i'm good i'm good we're mad busy this week
1: yes i'm mad busy everything is busy and scary pandemic death drama we don't like busy we're not one of those i feel alive because i'm busy that's not the type of bitches we are we
0: don't like it yeah no i don't like it not those type of women i don't like it yeah yeah i don't like it i don't want any somebody text me like hey you still grinding i was like oh my god that's yes. not what i do <laughs> it's not what i do <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah but we feel good yep. we feel energized we were on the internet i was like yo what i need give me some goodness what good is happening and queen informed me that bobby smurta is coming yeah you. It's come, yeah this week it's being released that's exciting yeah that's exciting yes i don't know that kid i don't either we enjoyed him before he went in yep. and it was really sad to see somebody who was clearly so excited about their career in music and just happy and fucking spreading motherfucking delight and shit yes it was really sad to see somebody i think when he went in he was like 20 to see somebody that young and that excited about doing something new and not i remember he him talking about being excited not to be hustling or doing whatever the exactly. fuck he was doing before, and to be like touring and shit like that. So it was really sad to see him go in do six years. It throughout the years it was because so, we've been tracking this. So we throughout have, the years it was so it was many so many times, times it, was it was like oh like, like, well, he, he might be coming worse. out on this day
1: he might be, be, be coming least. out he might be coming be out. Be I just yeah. hope he doesn't disappoint me. Even though I didn't have any high standards for um little boosie. but remember right. for years it was like free Boosie, free Boosie. <laughs> and now it's like you know, i don't i don't you know I, i'm not fucking with prisons but right put him somewhere is it somewhere he can go back where can we
0: where can we put boosie all right take his phone
1: Something. that's what it is take his yeah. phone yeah mm-hmm. cancel his plan
0: yeah i just want i just want the illusion of boosie being in somewhere <laughs> All right, he he can be free, but I don't want to know about it. But no, for real, I I, I agree with that. I hope he doesn't disappoint. Yeah, like, like just don't. He's gonna disappoint us. He is. Yeah, man. it's like he's a human. But just don't make it. Don't make it too bad. Don't be like, boosy. You know? <laughs> don't come. Just, out yeah. Just Play. Like we know you was in there for some formative years of developing yeah. as a man and shit.
1: And you are a man, so you have that. <laughs> you are a man. But uh, you know.
0: Just, you know, just, you know, just, like, be easy. Yeah, please. Just be easy. Yeah. We were rooting for you. We were. We're all rooting we for you. We enjoyed your
1: energy. That's That was a thing. Like, me and you loved his energy. Like, who is this little yeah. boy just jumping around the whole video? Jumping around. Especially at a the time. They jump around a shit. little more now. But when he came around yeah, they were not jumping around, one one not one one jumping one. around videos yeah. and hip-hop videos mm-hmm. like they are now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It was a very... Bobby Shmurda is, like, a mix of, like, when you watch a dance hall video of, like... <laughs> Yeah, of like dudes, like Caribbean dudes dancing in the club in unison and shit and doing it. He's like a combination of that and hip hop. So I feel like when he was like, he was bringing that kind of energy and excitement to a fucking trap video or whatever the fuck. And I was like, this is all I've wanted in my life. (laughs) This is all I've wanted. Young, happy person. <sighs> so, yeah. So, cheers to him. I hope this is not a fucking
1: false sign. Because we've been through this before. Well, look. Okay? Look. He posted something on it. Well, had his people post something on the ground. Right. Right. I think it's like for mm-hmm. real. But they do that. That's the prison system is like that. They do that. I know of people. What? You hear mad times they're going to get released. So like right. it's like don't yeah. tell the kids nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't tell nobody. we not going to say nothing. Can I be
0: kids next time? <laughs> I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy this. Okay. I didn't enjoy thinking he was coming out and then he did it. Thinking he's coming. I didn't. It was stressing me out. Okay. I'm like I'm not related to this little boy. This is stressing me out. So. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad I'm glad that he's coming out. I'm glad that he's okay. I'm glad that he's making it out, you know? Yeah. So
1: cheers to that, Ab- yo. Abolish prisons. Welcome I'm to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two women's women face nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist, supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one, one episode, episode at, at a time. time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Jay. And yeah. I, mm. I needed that owl. Cleansing. 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 Yes. So, we love to hear from you. And One way that we can hear from you is by you using the hashtag, hashtag TWITHQJ, when talking about us on social media. We also love when you use the hashtag HODN. If you are not already following us on social media, please do so. We are on Instagram and Twitter at TWITHQJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Just search for us there and hit that follow button other ways we love to hear from you is by sending us t-mail you can send t-mail to J at gmail.com send us any questions comments concerns silly things serious things All of that. We love that shit. So send that over. You mentioned the pod in hashtag and the pod in hashtag is when
0: you want other people to know that you are listening to a dope podcast. So Mm -hmm. there's a community of folks on the Internet using the hashtag pod in P.O.D.I.N. And that just lets other people know you're listening to it and you can check out what other podcasts of color people are listening to. With that hashtag, mm-hmm. this is a spot of tea episode. That means there's less segments, same great content. Yes, less motherfucking segments. It allows us to do a show every week. Yes, body roll. Mm. I don't have enough space in my little <laughs> <laughs> where I record to do a Why'd you roll. pack yourself so tight? <laughs> pack myself damn, this is the corner this is the corner where i record things this is the available corner in the in the home <sighs> every week we pour libations for the people places and things giving us black ass black joy queen usually i toss it to you but i actually have a quick libation and uh-huh. then i want to hear your libation because your libation is also kind of my libation yeah but we love, yeah but it's, a,
1: it's a joint one my yes my
0: mini libation is for moisturizer okay okay And I know this is not uncommon. Mm -hmm. We're black. We love fucking moisture. All the lubricants. We are not here for the ashy. Mm -hmm. We love lubricant. We love being familiar with the butters. You know, you got to have fucking wet lotion. You got to have oil. You got to have a shea butter. You got to have all of that stuff to really like, you know, it's a a package. They work together to get all in there. Mm -hmm. Well, I found myself in my home during a pandemic found myself in here without any fucking moisture how i had cheap lotion left over how i was all out of shea butter i don't know i don't know how it happened i was i couldn't find any of my chapsticks you know you're supposed to find a chapstick in every and also jay has like a million chapsticks like a million so it's interesting I, i was down on chapstick i was down on lip primer i was down on fucking Again, no shade butter. I, ha- I did have coconut oil in here. I always have a lot of that. But you can't really just do oil every day. You got yeah, to have some really. other kind of butters, lubricant, moisture, yeah, cream. That's bro. like a layering
1: piece. Coconut, yeah. Yeah, coconut
0: oil. Yeah. I don't know how I ran out. I don't know what happened. You know, there's no street fair. Usually I'm at a street fair and I'm like, oh, I need some fucking shea butter. You get a shea butter. Somebody always got shea butter. You pick up some shea butter. Somebody give you some moisturizer. You yeah. know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was in here with nothing. So I ordered a bunch of moisturizer from this place I ordered from before. And if you are curious, you can hit me up and I'll let you know. But I just feel moisturized. Nice. I feel lubricated. I feel nice. good. I don't know if anyone else can relate. I'm I'm sure the black people can relate, but to the maddening feeling
1: of not having enough moisture in the house. Yeah, I I I am too ashy. Like I'm a, my skin is dry. I'm one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm like ashy Larry. That was about me. Okay. Yeah. I can't imagine life without moisture. As soon as I get out the shower, ash starts creeping in like, oh, oh, like mm-hmm. no. So that's, so I, I'm glad good. that you got your moisture because that so good. I bought a, big, a to me. big thing,
0: like a nice big lotion that you can like pump. It was, I had sampled it in a hand lotion before. Mm-hmm. It's like really, really good. A big one for my whole body. I got a cream. I got a I re-upped on some oil, like oh i'm sorry to go on and on about it but if, if you've ever just been in the desert of your own apartment without any moisture you know like the kind of salvation that re-upping on moisture is so i got moisturizer libations to moisturizer i <laughs> wish you and yours a moisturized uh moisturized not ashy lubricated you know black history month <laughs>
1: <laughs> the great and way Black, Black History, history You was dry doing back History. I was dry run. all Black History.
0: More dry. dry than I've been in years. I've never been this dry. I've never been this dry. Wow. Never. Wow. Never. What are you pouring libations for this week?
1: I'm pouring libations for Dr. Maxine Mims. She was a guest on the Black Mystic Podcast, and that podcast is hosted by Lorraine Alta. What is the podcast called? Black Mystic Podcast. And previously, I had never heard of Dr. Maxine Mims. And I do listen to this podcast, but it's not one that I listen to every week. I listen when I see right. like something interesting. Like, oh, this looks like a cool conversation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. something's told me to press play on this conversation. She own. and it was amazing so yeah it was amazing Maxine is now a friend in my head she said I don't have to use doctor she doesn't care about formalities in that way mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know from black woman to black woman but she is um an elder born in 1928 so she was 93 years old and she's from Newport Virginia and Dr. Maxine Bims is a brilliant and beautiful teacher social worker educator administrator trainer professor mentor consultant public speaker and a founder Mm. of the tacoma campus of evergreen state college nice that's a yeah but the conversation was just so fulfilling it was just so Mm -hmm. affirming it was Mm -hmm. just like y'all oh this is how i want to sound when i'm 93 Like yeah. she yeah. was just talking about lots of things about her own personal liberation. She also worked with what is it Nixon? That's his name. Yes, uh-huh. I'll be forgetting Nixon, Nixon and she's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. They do something silly, and I'm just going the bathroom and laugh. Like you know, that's just <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> she said. Nobody got time for that. Like it was just right. all of the auntie vibes that that I I like for you know. Everyone has different. You know, it's not a monolith, mm-hmm. but the auntie vibes that I connect with was just like there and I just like hearing someone sound so free that way like this woman was fucking free like Mm -hmm. so I enjoy that so that is my libation I even I sent this episode to mad people too because it was like I can't be the only Mm -hmm. one to hear this right so I just started sending it to people like you gotta hear this you gotta it's just I don't know it just filled me up like it was a really fulfilling kind of like it was like she like you know you're going to someone's house and it's like you you want to play like I feel like she gave me a plate of food yeah right Yeah, it was, it was
0: good. It was it was really really good, mm-hmm. and uh, I was gonna listen to it eventually, maybe. But my podcast queue be so full, and then Diamond was like fucking texting us, fucking like the what, you know what they were saying. And or whatever. Yeah. I was like, let me listen to this. Let me listen to this. She was also close friends with Maya Angelou. Angelou? Mm-hmm. um Yeah, and so you have to listen to that part and decide what she was talking about because I don't want to misquote her. I but Eva, she, she I—we're not—we're not—we're not gonna miss her, But it's an interesting segment. Yeah, we came to our own conclusions. Mm-hmm. And if y'all listen to it, you can hit us up about whatever conclusions you think you came to. Gay.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> she said that. She, you know, I, I don't know who said that but right
0: right (laughs) but it's a it's a spicy interview i enjoyed it so definitely i agree i've also poor libations to dr maxine mims we love and appreciate you yo so everybody yeah go listen to black mystique podcast or mystic do people say the same word as no mystique is a q-u-e yeah end. i think so yeah okay
1: one. cool Cool. yeah and we'll put the link to the episode in the show notes if you want to you wanna, if you want to if you want to play the food too yeah check that out the link will be in the yes. show notes because it really really made me feel good that's right that's right
0: this podcast runs on your support queen can you tell people how they can support tea with queen and jay podcast
1: there are two ways to donate you can go to our website tea with queen and fly down on our homepage and there is where we have two options. Two! Our first option is our PayPal option where you can donate any amount at any time and our second option is our Patreon option and that's where we're asking for a monthly commitment of $2 a month. $2! You can give more or less and we'll appreciate that shit and give you a bonus episode every month as a patron.
0: That's right. We do the bonus episode but of course the point of you donating to our Patreon is to support Tea with Queen and Jay.
1: Podcast. podcast yes we also like when you see this it, podcast on social media tell a friend rate and review us on apple podcast or whatever app you listen to us on all of that helps grow tea with queen and jay podcast and we love it do you wanna you wanna yell at them or <laughs> i mean I? I don't really wanna, wanna know, yell it's 2021, 2021. It's my bag, but black it's history 2021 month.
0: it was a whole black history month and you yeah. ungrateful knackers. Okay. <laughs> and I say knackers as a racial neutral term in mm-hmm. this in- instance, it's a race neutral term. Yes. You knackers <laughs> listen to this show and nobody had a review. Nobody had anything to say on Apple Podcasts. Huh? Huh? Like, like what okay. there are podcasts let me just say this there are podcasts with machines behind them and before they even drop an episode they got fucking yeah. reviews those are russian because bots. <laughs> right because they got russian <laughs> bots reviewing them they message everybody in their network on their listserv yeah we try to get authentic reviews from knackers like you yeah okay so we would love it if we're at right now, we're at almost 700 reviews. I want to get to a thousand in the next few months. Yeah. So, yeah, yo, hit us with a, a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, but you have access to Apple Podcasts, we would definitely appreciate you hitting <laughs> us off with a review over there. there please. Yes. Right? It lets people know we're active ass, popping ass podcasts that people fuck with yep all right i mean what's good
1: what's good bobby Smurde is out give us reviews <laughs> thank you i don't know how those correlate but do it they're very
0: clearly related <laughs> anyway if you'd like to sponsor us if you'd like to hear your ad on t with queen and J podcast or see it on social media t-mail us at t with queen and j at gmail.com if you'd like to hear us speak virtually at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism, podcasting, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your email at teamwithqueenandj at gmail. Dot yeah. mm-hmm. All right. We got donation libations this
1: week. Yep, we did. And from PayPal, we got Yolanda. And Yolanda says, just because y'all are dope. Thank you, Yolanda. We have William. And William says, appreciate y'all for the vibes, connection, and advocacy. Stay rising and shining bright as ever. 333. Is that supposed to be hearts? I'm I'm going (laughs) to
0: assume it's hearts. Or maybe William is just repping the 333. I don't know where that's at. Or it's three butts. (laughs) <laughs> three sideways butts. That's how that's I, what see I see it. That's how I see it. I don't it. know why I see butts, but definitely butts. I can see the booties.
1: Yeah, three oh, booties. We'll take the booties. Thank you, William. Thank you for the booties. We have Elaine, mm-hmm. and Elaine says, seven years time flies. Just finished the episode where y'all talked about gender and it validated my own complicated feelings as well as exposed me to new experiences. I love learning and reflecting with y'all. Thank you for modeling what it's like to show up authentically and fully, even and especially when you're feeling vulnerable. Your podcast is what love looks like in public.
0: Oh, thanks, so Elaine. Thank you. That's my friend Elaine from college. We used to call her White Elaine because she spoke to black people. And she's white. But don't Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know why that was necessary because she was also the only Elaine that I knew. I think y'all I were definitely... reminding
1: y'all that she was white. She was safe, but you still have to be like.
0: <laughs> right. I was definitely, I definitely always referred to Elaine as White Elaine. <laughs> Oh, and there gosh. was no other Elaine uh, my mom does that
1: but you know she was born back in the day but like mm-hmm. she has to say with someone's racist, oh you know my Indian friend blah 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 I'm like that has nothing to do <laughs> with what we are talking about <laughs> why but okay yeah. You want to show me That's the diversity funny. and inclusion in your friend groups, I guess. Exactly. I don't know.
0: Segregation is
1: real. Segregation <laughs> is real.
0: Like what? All right. Thank you. Thank you again, Whitey Lane. We have new Patreon subscribers Ooh. and our new Patreon subscribers are the pen and paper. Thank you so much for joining us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Zenaito design. Thank you so much. So we got other like, Patreon people subscribing to our Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. Portia subscribed and Sydney Rose. Thank you all so much for joining us on patreon you yes. know and it is dope we we definitely like having both paypal and patreon patreon makes it easy to kind of be able to budget because we know what we can expect Back coming in so yeah so that's a super duper help and shout out to everybody who's been supporting our patreon yeah. from before we were even putting bonus episodes yep. and content and shit yep. in there so Y'all thank you so much ones. that really helps yeah and then paypal be taking us over when somebody be like you know what it's 20 dollars yo Here you go. <laughs>
1: Like oh what? Yes. Super you. Do You day. know that you just,
0: <laughs> right? Do you know that you just bought a lunch for a black girl <laughs> in New York City? Do you know <laughs> that you just helped provide lunch
1: for a nigga? <sighs> anyway, girl? I'm going a monthly metro so card. We appreciate y'all.
0: Hello. <laughs> Hello. We love it. Love <sighs> to see it. A reminder we now drop this show on Wednesdays. Yes. Actually, we have been secretly doing that, but it was late cuz it was supposed to be on Tuesday, <laughs> but here we are. We officially drop on Wednesdays. Look out for us. We're doing it. We're coming out on time. Yes. It's there.
1: Birdman okay. hand rub. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Check us out. All right. Let's
0: get into the motherfucking show. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. All
2: right. All 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 right.
1: What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking ginger tea because my body's been feeling a little off. Nothing like mm. horrible, but just like mm-hmm. different. I don't know what's happening. Right. So, you know, ginger cures everything in black people. So <laughs> I do. I drink a ginger tea. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of tea are you drinking? I I'm, went I'm full coffee today. Oh, I was
0: like, campaign. I feel sluggish. I also feel a little bit like I need
1: a little bit of, little bit of liquid happy. Drunk, you know, some drugs a little bit yeah, yeah I and
0: i i get yeah I'm, my body definitely responds to caffeine in a very like hey y'all kind of way <laughs> <laughs> uh, i drink coffee they be like hey what's this what is this life <laughs> Yes, life is good. How are you? How's your family? How's your mama? <laughs> if you see me on Twitter, if I'm ever on Twitter midday and you I'm just tweeting. You drank I mean, coffee. I'm, when I'm active on Twitter midday, like back to back with a bunch of random unrelated tweets, they'll they're cohesive. They'll make sense, but not to one another. It's just a bunch of rant that's I am That's how Twitter. Works. That's all that
1: happens. I'm
0: zooted. I'm zooted. Otherwise, I don't really have stuff to say. It'd be the random one off here, there, whatever. Mm-hmm. But definitely zooted on caffeine. But yeah, no, I needed a little bit of liquid happy
1: today. So I had a cup of coffee. A carafe. Had a carafe's worth of a light roast. You used your um, fancy Keurig. I don't know if you heard. What happened? But I
0: have a Keurig. Oh. I got a Keurig. <laughs>
1: I thought something bad uh, happened. I was like, who did it?
0: (laughs) Who did it? Okay. No, I just, I wasn't sure if you were aware that I I am the (laughs) proud owner of a mini Keurig. Um, Yes, I did. I used my Keurig. (sighs) I used my little foamer. Okay. (laughs) Somebody left some actual dairy in my home. Well, I eat cheese, but some actual like milk. Liquid dairy. Half and half in here. Uh So I mixed it with a little bit of oat milk, put a splash, a little splash of that cow mucus in there. Got a good foam going. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. liquid happy how are you and your family hello world
1: hello social media how is everyone i care i care all right <laughs> um so I'm, I'm on coffee mom I'm, i i this is this is but i don't ever want to see you do actual drugs because okay <laughs> I'd be dead. No upside. I'm uppers. telling you. No upsides. It's this. not for me. It's not for me.
0: Yo. You got to know. You got to know what would kill you. And yeah, I point. Am, that's a part. I would definitely be dead. I know it's people who casually use cocaine and shit like that. I would cocaine myself to death. I don't know if that's possible. Come I really would we'll cocaine it. myself to death. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure whatever that looks like, I would do it. Okay. You gotta know yourself. Oh you gotta know yourself. What are your pronouns?
1: She, her. What are your pronouns?
0: She, her, they, them. And aside from my pronouns,
1: I am not a lady. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that I'm financially wealthy without trauma. I am well rested. My hair and fashions are popping. My body and mind are healthy. And that I will forever and always stunt on these hoes. I say yes only to the activities that are healthy for my mind and body and emotional well-being. I courageously protect my happiness. I have romance and intimacy that fulfills my needs. I affirm a continued and safe, healthy COVID-19 relief and support to everyone in the community. Everyone I'm in community with, because I'm still petty, so only the people I'm in community (laughs) with.
0: Not everybody in my community. Just <laughs> the niggas that I'm, I'm in community, community with. with.
1: Okay? okay? If I had
0: to explain to you what community is, every time I see you, then, then you're not, you're not, in not my a part community. Of
1: community. I feel you. I'm just saying. Yeah. Glad you see this. Is I almost mine. tweeted that last <laughs> week. I was on caffeine.
0: <laughs> I was on caffeine and I almost tweeted that. And I was like, you know what? This is a
1: subtweet. Let me
0: stop. This is unnecessary. <laughs>
1: I will also affirm that we will all have a fruitful and abundant 2021. We will mm-hmm. abundance for everyone. And I want to add some affirmations that I am okay. Because I don't know You if are
0: am. okay, nigga. But I am okay. I yes, am okay. Yeah.
1: What are you affirming for yourself? First of all,
0: yeah. I want to talk about your affirmations. I want to also affirm that you are okay. Mm-hmm. I want to also affirm you're doing a great fucking job. We don't Thank talk to each other like this. So I have to do this now.
1: We don't what? You're doing a
0: great talk to each other like this we were just talking about this before (laughs) we were talking about it but we didn't maybe you affirmed me and i didn't affirm you but you're doing a great fucking job yo you're doing great you're doing great at everything you're managing you're balancing things you have mad jobs like a caribbean person and i know that we it's so normal to us to do mad jobs that we forget we have mad jobs you have mad jobs you're balancing them you're managing them you're doing fucking fantastic yo thank you be exercising you. sometimes it's like
1: yeah look at you you're I doing do. great i'll be trying
0: you've been moisturizing you have a skincare routine now i do you're yeah right. you're right
3: you're
1: right okay all your
0: nails all 10 you have all 10 nails
1: are the same length right now yeah you're fucking out here you're right fucking you know doing great you're right okay thank you for that i needed that
0: you're fucking great yo we have a lot know. to do and it's uncomfortable but you're doing fucking fantastic son right cool fantastic. all right i want run away all right <laughs>
1: Okay. All right. Here we are. We done.
0: Did it. Okay. Woo. So, what are you affirming for yourself? It was uncomfortable for me too.
1: Okay. I know. Like, let's um, wait. What are you <laughs> affirming for yourself, Jay? I
0: affirm, and I want to actually include my family in this. I want to affirm this for them as well. I affirm a long life full of abundance, health, wealth sustainable rewarding and financially beneficial self-employment i affirm rest well i don't know if niggas want to be self-employed but i do want to affirm for my family health and wealth and abundance
1: your little brother does but let's move on <laughs> <laughs> he better stay healthy and wealthy too
0: because i'm not the one we're a community but that's the one i'll be like my <laughs> anyway he better he better keep it tight I affirm rest. I affirm that I am a writer. I am enough. My apartment is paid for. Rent is paid. I am productive. I'm energized. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm my apartment is clean and organized. I manage my schedule seamlessly and achieve everything on my to-do list and complete all projects successfully without trauma. I affirm productive therapy, healthy romantic relationships without a whole lot of exhausting fucking labor
1: no moment of silence
0: i affirm around the clock home health care services for my grandmother and liberation and power to all the people those are that right. we in mention, community yo. with
1: Now, I'm joking i'm joking no, that I'm we're happy. in community no <laughs>
0: no to everybody. no no yeah everybody. but think yes. about what you affirm for yourself yo go look in the mirror affirm a bunch of shit for yourself you can have it mm-hmm.
1: it's good it helps. It. it helps yeah yeah
0: all right so first of all uh uh-huh. we like laughing We do talk about dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism here. Sometimes we talk about heavy shit, but we love fucking laughing, yo. So I want to laugh at a white person um, (laughs) who sent us a letter. Yes. And it's funny. Funny to me. I'll actually read this one. Okay, cool. Okay. So this one is called Laugh at a White Person. I named it that. Okay. (laughs) So... Matt says, I bought a Shabazz Palace's beanie slash knit hat a few years back. See image attached. We saw it has a little pom-pom on top. It's really cute. I love the group and was excited to get it. It's my first one with a pom. It took a while for me to come around on palms. That's relatable content. I get it. So I'm driving through my neighborhood recently and I see the red, black, and green, quote unquote, American flag hanging from a house. And it finally dawns on me, there's likely a specific reason the beanie I bought has those colors. So my question is this. Do I, as an apparently clueless, what else is new, white dude, that was him, he said that, Yeah. have any business wearing this? I'm really second guessing it. As I said, I love Shabazz Palaces and it's stupidly comfortable, but if this is something I have no business wearing, I have to respect that. I respect your opinions. I love your show and learn tons. I anxiously await your response. Thanks, Matt matt thank you so much for reaching out to us we said your name because everyone's name is matt yeah and, and i so- think it could be anybody <laughs> it's conspicuous. <laughs> it could, be, could be anyone it could be anybody so thank you thank you so much matt so i had to look up shabazz palaces yeah i wasn't familiar with them so they are a hip-hop duo from seattle i'm mm-hmm. sure people who know who they are would be like they're also this and that or whatever but this is what i got okay they're a hip hop yeah like, duo calm, from down, seattle. calm down
1: calm down this is, kind of this is what it. we know. This
0: is what we know. So the hat is a red, black, and green hat. Has a pom-pom on top. And I think it says Shabazz Palace is on the hat, if I remember. Yeah, it
1: does. And
0: I love the idea of a white man feeling uncomfortable. It's something I it's, delight in. It's
1: delicious. Mm-hmm sweet it is sweet and it is quite delicious
0: i will also acknowledge i will i'm gonna actually say they because matt did not give us their oh well you said white dude here yeah but either way they didn't give us their pronouns so yeah i love the idea of this queen what do you think shabazz palaces beanie hat from a rap group that they fuck with pom pom hat red black and green Mad as a white man walking around in a pom-pom hat, red, black, and green. What's good?
1: I think it's hilarious because Shabazz is like the, I don't know how that Arabic name, word, whatever, became the name for like the conscious (laughs) (laughs) black
2: person. (laughs) I don't know how
1: that happened, but it has. So anytime I see Shabazz, I kind of (laughs) giggle. So okay. there's okay. that as a Muslim person. Yeah. As a Muslim person. Yes. Every time right. I see that kind of goose I'm like, how did that, you know, I don't think mm-hmm. that was the expectation when black Americans met the words of past, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. um, So I always giggle when I see the worship as. I don't have huge issue with it because you paid for it. So they got money or whatever. I right. do think that you should understand that, you know, people might ask you questions, black people in particular. And if you don't want to like do labor as far as like explaining but you gotta explain about wearing that hat mm. and if you actually know what RBG stands for, red, black and green. Right. Like, you know, if you don't wanna have to you should do this if you're wearing that hat. But if you don't want mm. to have to always explain yourself when wearing a hat, then probably not. Mm. But I don't think it's harmful that you're walking around with a hat that's just the on it. Right. And R B G. Like I don't think it hurts anyone, but I think there's a responsibility that comes with wearing something that culturally is tied to someone who's not a white man. Right. You know? Right. Especially because Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's I don't think think it's harmful what do you think about shabazz hat i don't
0: think it's harmful either i do think it's funny Mm -hmm. and if i were on the
1: train would you sneak a picture of him
0: (laughs) (laughs) i might sneak a picture if i knew shabazz palaces Mm -hmm. maybe i would if 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 i had a friend that we both like knew who they were maybe i would take a picture and be like look at this white man um (laughs) but no without knowing the rap group if i was a black person just looking at them in this red black and green hat i don't think i would if it was the american flag in red black and green if it was yeah i can see that. yeah i don't agree with
1: that
0: red black and green by itself with no labeling just a hat, though, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, if it was like the was. continent
1: and red, black, and green, I'm like, what yeah, that would be a lot,
0: yeah, yeah yeah if if the person was wearing all red, black, and green, I might be like, What's really good right here?" <laughs> But I don't think it's offensive. I don't, and I agree that a lot of these things, it's like, it's not a problem as long as you can answer for yourself when somebody says something. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is not the same as the white man in line at Great Adventure with a head nigga in charge tattoo. It's not the same. That happened to me. It's not Oh, the same. I was
1: like, where are we go? Wait, what? That has happened? Yeah yeah, should have yeah, skinned him now. <laughs> I said, sound like my dad right now. I said,
0: what the fuck? What, is the, what does the N stand for? <laughs> head nigga in charge. I was like, who is the nigga? What are you talking about? What? I think eventually he they, He just like shrunk. Yeah, he you better. Shrunk. Yeah. I was like, what is going on right now? Mm.
1: Anyway. He better not go to prison. <laughs>
0: no, don't I'm do just that. saying. Right? Don't do that. He did have a skinned head. <laughs> 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 anyway, this is not that. I know this is an extreme example. But yeah, I think I think it's okay. It's 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 merch from yeah, an actual band. Yes. I mean there are white dudes, there's a whole contingent of white dudes who are wearing Wu Tank shirts. L- definitely wearing Wu-Tang <laughs> shirts for sure but to, to go a little bit further who are obsessed with public enemy and wear their iconography which is like literally a black person as in the, the line of fire yeah, of white supremacy, target, like yeah. that's as a target right so there are white men walking around like that and that doesn't and who also I'm sure voted for Trump because you know how that works and that doesn't really bother me as support for a group. But I think also because we know that white men love hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they do. How do you feel as not a heavily, I guess, public enemy fan or whatever? How do you feel about that?
1: (laughs) My relationship with public enemy is very um, strained. Strained. Yes. Strained. (laughs) Strained. As a person who grew up in a nation of Islam and because, I have to just tell them since we like made it weird. Right. As a person who grew up in a nation of Islam and the relationship that the nation of Islam have with public enemy. Anytime the nation of Islam had like a concert for the kids (laughs) Mm -hmm. any kind of gathering Public Enemy was the the main bill or whatever Mm -hmm. so I not to say I can't stand Public Enemy but I could not hear any of their songs ever again and I'll be fine That's
0: fair. That'd be fine. So if you saw somebody, if you saw a white man walking around with that public enemy iconography, they love to put it on the back of a jacket or whatever the fuck. Supreme actually did a whole line of public enemy shit. It was little white boys walking around in public enemy sweatpants. It's like a whole... Thing. Oh my so, goodness. I don't think I, I would.
1: Yeah, I would probably be like, what the fuck? And then move on. Like, it wouldn't be anything right. that, like, was settle in my brain. It wouldn't be anything that I would be offended by. It would probably just be something that I was, like, shocked to see. You wouldn't run across
0: the parking lot going, let me tell you something. You wouldn't do that? No.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: No.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Why that? you would? <laughs> let me tell you something. No. no would no. you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I think, yeah, no,
0: I think that when it comes to like music, I don't mind. I do appreciate if people know. What it Why they were there? Yeah, yeah. when mm-hmm. I saw the kids in the Supreme stuff, I'm like, okay, I know there was a Supreme drop. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that that's I can see that. Yeah, so I don't know.
1: I don't think this is a line cross. Yeah, I don't think so either. But you know, listeners, if it is you funny. think this is a line cross, or you have reasons that we maybe this is something we ain't see, no, it's perspective we don't know. Just hit us up and let us know if you mm-hmm. think a line was crossed, but we don't. I don't. It's just. And this is a case where I could say, actually, like, it's just a hat. For me, Right. Like, it's just a hat. Yeah. Little yeah. pom-pom. But
0: also, the other thing is, if you, after hearing this, if you feel uncomfortable or still feel uncomfortable or whatever, mm-hmm. then maybe don't wear it. Because I think that's an important measure.
1: Yes. To, like, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: If it don't feel right to you, then don't, then don't push wear forward. it. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you've already paid these black people because you brought the hat and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And it could mm-hmm. just... Stay in your closet now. It's no harm you know you oh
0: wait wait a minute okay here's a question all right because i went to i went to their website so of course they have all new merch now whatever shabazz palaces mm-hmm. they have a new new merch now so i didn't see that particular hat but did you buy it from shabazz palaces did you buy it from a random white company that's making shabazz palaces merch like that matters too like mm-hmm. did you actually put money in these black people's pocket because if not maybe you're out of pocket
1: i feel like you brought it at a show yeah probably yeah who is shabazz palaces to make like counterfeit
0: merch for <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying i don't know i wouldn't know i'm not a part of the community that's true not, that's true but uh, you
1: know, who knows yeah, i don't know who knows
0: but yeah that's that's my take but thank you for the laughs i did enjoy laughing at your discomfort i appreciate you mm-hmm. um, and thanks for trusting us with this question yo and libations to shabazz palaces we hope you're not garbage people
1: you know mother well, man so
3: <laughs>
0: does that is that. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we want to talk about shit that's bringing us Black Joy on the film and small screen right now. Mm-hmm. The, bi- the film and small screen, the small big screens, screens, screens and small. ain't even on small
1: the small big no more. and small screen. Small screen's not even
0: small no more. You're right. People are buying like huge systems for their house. You could buy to a freaking, um, during the pandemic. You could buy a freaking projector. projector, and like now you got the movies. Now you got the movies in your house. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> 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 do
1: you, Money!
0: Do you know what this year is? what every year is all about. Yeah, but like
1: giving black women this your money.
0: Yes. So give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women. Yo. Okay. Okay.
1: So, so how do they give black women their
0: money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes. Yes. We do this dope ass women's race nerd podcast every motherfucking week. Every week. week.
1: Sometimes and, um, twice
0: a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So
1: how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yeah tvskinandj.com hit that donate tab and mm-hmm. we have two options there so two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal yep. you choose we mm-hmm. give you a choice that's right on how you give us money that's right
0: if you want to donate via Patreon we're asking all of our listeners to break us off two dollars a month
1: choice. Oh my god, we're going to get money. Again. <laughs> all the
2: time, yes. All right, 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 all
1: right. And we're black all the time.
0: I want to talk about what we've been watching.
3: Oh,
2: okay. What we're watching, what we're watching. watching yeah.
3: Ooh, la la la. It's the shows that we're watching when we're sipping tea. Ooh la la la. It's the shit that we're watching with J. Dot and Queen. Ooh la 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 la, la, la. Come on,
1: what we're
0: watching. Yeah. So we have been, we coming up on like almost a for real full year in quarantine, oh yo.
1: It's our paniversary.
0: Our paniversary is approaching. It's approaching. Our paniversary is approaching. Yeah. And I think that the way that we consume, like, content is different. And, and by the way I consume, I don't, I don't mean, like, staying at home and streaming stuff. But, like, the feelings that we have about the shit that we watch, watch I think yeah. is different. Because a lot of us have been quarantining. Unless you are one of them
1: fuckers who insist <laughs> on running around with your ass out. Spreading low. Yeah. What is it? Laying low and spreading wide. Spreading it wide. At, yo, all of Atlanta is laying it low and spreading it wide. And spreading yo. it wide wide laying low spreading it wide (laughs) it's upsetting
0: it's upsetting me and my home girl or of course unless you are an essential worker or somebody who is
1: yeah yeah we're talking about people who are just out to be out like not people people who who have
0: no reason No reason, yo. Oh my gosh. But anyway, the way that we consume media, the way we feel about what we watch, Mm -hmm. what we watch because of the vibes that a lot of us have after a year of a global pandemic has shifted a bit. So I wanted to talk about a few things that we watched, something... That I watched. watched. And this is actually the show that made me feel like, "Oh yeah, this is these are pandemic vibes. This is why I'm enjoying this shit so much." <laughs> but
1: that was me and time watched... Cuz I would not normally watch that. Right. <laughs> that would be on the I'm too busy for yeah, this, list. I'm not, I'm not right?
0: It. Okay. <laughs> so, I haven't watched a lot of reality TV. Like even when y'all get sprung on a reality TV show that's on like Netflix or any of the streaming mm-hmm. services, I don't catch it. I won't watch it. Until it's like, oh, they all having fun without me on Twitter talking about this. Maybe I'll check it out or whatever. Yeah. But this show, so the show on Netflix that came out during Black History Month called Buried by the Bernards. And it is based on a funeral home in Memphis, Tennessee. And this Black-owned funeral home in Memphis, Tennessee is family-owned. It's a family business. So this guy and his mom own this funeral home. Uh-huh. And the guy's two daughters work there. His uncle, Kevin, is there like they are in the business of death, funerals, you know, bodies. There's a scene where you see the mom working with somebody to make sure that they can cover the cost of the funeral. Like just, you know, black owned business vibes and energy. And Mm -hmm. the first episode is giving me mad, like scripted vibes. And I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this. (laughs) But they're so like black family energy. Yeah. That I was able to like, the first episode is super like, uh, the scripted energy, the performativeness is a, a bit much. But once you get past, past that, that, it's a little bit more of like getting to know the family and the way they interact and shit like that. And it, it was, so it was recorded right before COVID. Got it. So there's no talk of COVID. There's no talk of masks or whatever. Is, which
1: is nice. So
0: fucking refreshing. And it's just black people loving on each other laughing at each other being (laughs) ridiculous uncle kevin is everybody every black person has an uncle kevin (laughs) and if you don't have an uncle kevin you are uncle you know kevin, a uncle kevin. <laughs> like you are uncle kevin. or you are right yeah. or you are uncle kevin yes and i just enjoyed the other piece of this and why i think i enjoyed watching it the way that i did is that i haven't been able to be around my family like that so mm-hmm. it felt like a like just a fucking warm hug yeah. to see a black family loving each other enjoying each other laughing at each other yeah. you know it was it was really refreshing and also is interesting because they run a funeral home they're dealing with dead bodies yeah. like that that is real so there's of course, there are things that are, like, scripted about it, but I think they never go so ridiculous that it's like, okay, what are we doing here? What is, You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so no
1: one, like, has beef and goes to lunch with someone and right. has beef Like, that ridiculousness. No, it's not that at all. Yeah. And then I,
0: sometimes you watch these shows and you don't get to know enough about the people so it don't matter, but mm-hmm. I think throughout, it's eight episodes and throughout, you learning things about people, and it's like, oh, oh, really? Like, I actually, like, care about these people and, and understand the family dynamic there's a young dude there who's like 21 and he is kind of there as an apprentice learning the business or whatever and it's an episode where we get to learn a little bit more about him and i'm Mm -hmm. like oh like it's like surprisingly heartwarming and a good time it's no heavy drama it's no heavy trauma yeah it was like it's just a perfect eight episodes episodes are like 20 a little over 20 minutes or whatever super cute check it out warm black hug i fucking loved it they're all adorable and watch it yo you just reminded
1: me that i need another season of queer eye (laughs) oh my god. can i get another season we need it where is it we need it i don't know why i missed that show so much but i just want to see people be made over It was tender. Okay, maybe go back and watch all the episodes with black people. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Just watch the episodes with black people because mm-hmm. yeah, I just need to see people be made over and like everything their house, their looks, that I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna do that. Gonna do that that was good.
0: It would be nice if that could come back one day. Mm-hmm. That was that was a good show, but yeah, that's super hard right now. Yeah, yeah, they stay yeah. engage they, with all kinds engage of your, or,
1: and go different places, and so yeah. I, I get why it's not here. Yeah. That was one of those like. Shows that I could just watch and not, like, have Mm -hmm. to, like, do any mental labor. Just, like, just look at people. Get made over. They always try to make these Trump-looking people look like people. I didn't like that. But... hmm That's true. <laughs> they loved
0: Yeah. They love redecorating and putting a huge ass American flag on something. And I'm like, Y'all know you triggering like half the people watching, watching the show. this. You know show. that. What you? you know that. I know what you're up Dude. to. Meanwhile they're like, We're actually replacing the Confederate flag with this American flag. <laughs> but yeah, you know they come across Confederate flags on that
1: show all the yeah, time and just do yeah. show them to and us. Like, you know, and, they're, and they're like, oh, you, you know, know what? It. You're all right, even though you're gay, you're a person. I'm like, oh, my what? Goodness. They do that. It's so weird. It it vibes, but vibes. I still like it and I still watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girl, but, I feel yeah. that. I feel mm-hmm.
0: that. So yeah, so check out Buried by the Bernards. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Judas and the Black Messiah? That is the new... Fred Hampton it's movie? Because not... that's what
1: I've been calling it. <laughs>
0: right, right. It's not a Fred Hampton <laughs> biopic, biopic, however you to say At all. At all. It's not. It focuses on his death and the guy who set him up. I mean, that that doesn't take place really until the end of the movie, but that is basically what it's about. Yeah. The man, uh, Bill O'Neill who infiltrated the Panthers and or the child, excuse me, he was 17 when this all started. Yeah. But who infiltrated the Panthers in Chicago and facilitated the assassination of uh, helped facilitate. Yeah. I, he, I feel yeah. like we're let's not forget that this was like a boy. The FBI who did this. Yeah government white people who facilitated this shit and made it happen but yeah he had a hand in that shit and that is what the film was about but anyway you saw the movie. Yeah, I did. So that's Judas and the Black Messiah. What did you think?
1: I'm, I thought it was good. I didn't. know because the way that I live my life, I just jump into stuff. So I didn't really, I didn't mm. look at any um trailers mm. or anything. And I've been calling it the Fred Hampton movie so long that it okay. became the Fred Hampton movie. Even though right. that's not who the movie was centering. They were a large mm. part of the movie, but that wasn't the center piece of the movie. So when I first started watching it, I had to remember like, oh yeah, I did know that it was about the whole story and more so about mm-hmm. the informant. Not full about the informant but we were following the informant I wasn't watching this and following Fred Hampton I was instead Mm -hmm. following the informant so I remembered right away when I was watching but I had like forgot Mm -hmm. when I went into it I really like Daniel like I really like them as an actor. I think they did a good job. There were times where I actually paused the movie so that I could Google Fred Hampton to see how they talk. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is he doing? But not based on like he was doing something wrong, but it was right. just like- You needed Whoa. context for what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. Because I know Fred Hampton was really young, but everyone in the 70s sound like an old motherfucker, right? Right. And he sound like an old nigga. So I was like, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I I know he was like 20. So- right. Why do you sound like uh, an
0: uncle? You know what though? Cause that's relevant. Okay, so check this shit out. Yeah, right? the way that niggas talk right now mm-hmm. is gonna be how uncles talk, talk in exactly, 30, 40 years exactly. And shit, right. So that's basically during Fred Hampton's time, right? Like the way that uncles talked back then. Was on some other shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. Exactly. So it seems like Uncle talked to us, but that was the way. That was the way they were talking. So I I think I had to remind
1: my brain that because it was like, why is he? He literally Mm -hmm. sounds like a black uncle, but I know this person is. Like 2021, Mm -hmm. so that's what made me Google because I'm like, let me let me look for some things where he's speaking, so I could like my brain could catch up with my eyes or something because Mm -hmm. my brain is used to processing that kind of black man speak with uncle. and not Mm -hmm. a young person so that that um didn't throw me off but it made me like okay let me pause this and get some get some more context because my brain was a little confused Mm -hmm. so that but i think he actually did pretty well with that there was times i was like okay calm down we get it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're a british person being a black american in the 70s -hmm. But yeah, for the, I did like it. I would have wanted to... This is not a critique of the movie. I am interested okay. in learning about the other people who were in that story mm-hmm. that I didn't get to know because they were yeah. centering the... Um, what's his name? The other guy? Bill O'Neill. They were centering kind of Bill O'Neill and, and centering basically the FBI right. um, and the police in that. They weren't really centering the Black Panther Party for this yeah. movie. So I do want to know more about other characters, who they were actually... Cause those are real people too, and I need to mm-hmm. know more about that black woman. There was mm-hmm. a black woman who was like a down ass bitch, soldier, you know, like whatever, right? Yeah. Who I didn't really get to know at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was an amalgam of a lot of different black women, Panthers, just, And not like an actual, actual character. Got it, because I was were like, like we're cool, just melt, melt this them down.
3: all
1: together. It's a woman. <laughs> so now oh, that let's makes let's sense let's for me. Down that makes sense because it was just like, what is I don't know it was just weird for her to do the thing I won't say what she did but for her to do the thing she did but I don't really know this person this person went hard but I don't know them so it was just it was mm-hmm. now that you said that she was just a melting pot of black panther women. yeah that kind of makes sense now to me because it was just like mm-hmm. dang i don't even remember her name like you know like yeah right so yeah but overall i enjoyed it it did a good job of picking white men whose face look hateable like all of their faces was like a oh hate. evil
0: evil matt damon definitely he always looks nice and evil it was just like i don't remember his name not, i do not <laughs> But yeah, he's he's great. He's great at being an evil white man for sure. Yeah, was
1: just like look at these hateable faces, you know, like mm-hmm. like very like mm-hmm. I had. Well, I I never really sympathized or empathize with white men, but it was just like very, you know, because like if that was Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh my god, he better not ever. You know, it's like it's like they knew what kind of face to. To, to put on right, those, right, those right. people or whatever. So, yeah, that's, a, that's what I was thinking about. What did you get from it? I
0: thought it was fine in the sense that I did not have a lot of expectations. What I expected... Yeah was great acting mm-hmm. and a well put together film in the sense of I can sit here and be entertained for this period of time. I wasn't really yeah. looking for it to
1: change your life. Thought a revolution to change?
0: Right. I wasn't <laughs> looking for it for that. I wasn't looking for it to be a comprehensive or even my expectations were low. The bar, honestly, the bar for shit like this is very low. It's very low for me, so
1: which makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I,
0: I really, I had, I had no expectations. I am glad that it was not bad. I think that people have made a lot of very valid critiques of the film but just me as a moviegoer and somebody who loves black people i did not feel that it was bad i agree like there were there were some things that yes it's harmful to take a bunch of black women women, a bunch of black panthers mm -hmm. melt them down into one and not give us a real story yeah that's harmful There, there were things in it that i understand the harm in and i think that if i were like the way that we talk about our leaders who walk the same streets that we walk yeah. in New York, in Harlem, and shit like that, like, is a certain energy to that. So I appreciate and respect a lot of the critiques that Black folks from Chicago, Chicago have about this yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a different, it's a different insight, different level of insight, different vibes, different energy, and shit like that. So I respect and get all of that, but it's it's not something that I was reflecting on that heavily in watching this movie because I I really just expected the commercialization. Uh, of yeah. mm-hmm. this story you know what i'm saying that's kind of what i was expecting and what i will say about that and the bar being so low is that like because education on our leaders is not provided in schools and because a lot of us don't have the time to self-educate yeah and educate our children in the ways that we need to When these movies take place, as flawed as they are, I do appreciate that they exist. There are films that we've reviewed and talked about on the podcast that we think should not exist and are, in fact, harmful to Black people in our community as a whole and should not have happened at all.
1: And Daniel's in that, too.
0: (laughs) Daniel was in one of those as well. Yes. And... So that I, I'm not, we're not saying that any black movie should exist, and it's fine, and that we just need to see ourselves. Yeah. At cost. That's mm-hmm. not what we're saying. But no. I think that a lot of these films, the Harriet movie, who a lot of people didn't see, but chatted on or whatever, this one, and whatever other commercialized movie you could think of that you know shows our leaders and leaders that people, certain people, some people never heard of. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate as somebody who grew up watching movies and then talking to my family about what I saw and then being inspired to read things that, you know you know i'm a, a fun fact finder yeah you so are like i'll watch something and be like oh what's the real story behind that and then i'll go into a wormhole i've been doing that since i was a kid so mm-hmm. i appreciate that these films will give the youth them opportunity to say oh what's i'm curious i want to learn more about this but i agree and understand that a lot of black folks found this movie challenging and not not to be everything that they thought it should be
1: yeah exactly because it's what 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 i like about the movie just to add on to what you said about it existing is that now Mm -hmm. there are people who know fred hampton's name that would not have known there's it's because the way history is told by in quotations the winner right Mm -hmm. names get lost there are people in history that we do not know of anymore because Mm it hasn't been regurgitated to us in whatever kind of way our elders be tired Mm -hmm. they don't have time Mm -hmm. to tell us all the stories so at the very least people who may have not known fred hampton's name formerly are now doing their googles and are now looking into stuff and are now looking for information like i know that um Mm -hmm. one of my nephews was like he heard of fred hampton but as a black panther that kind of was it Mm -hmm. but now it's like looking into stuff and like oh you know shit like that which i don't think he would have did if there wasn't a movie that kind of like sparked that or ignited that and him to actually like you know look into that and shit like that so i do Mm -hmm. i do like that. i do agree with you that that is a good way for at the very least for us to be still fucking saying people's names you know yeah because yeah you know very often you don't know, remember and then somebody tweets something and then now relearn history because let's think about like yeah. we like to talk about it all the time now black wall street mm-hmm. but that was something that like mm-hmm. lots of people did not know yeah and now it's yeah. in like our media because somebody mm-hmm. said it on twitter and mm-hmm. you know and stuff like that so it's a way that we can learn our history and share our history and shit like that mm-hmm. Yeah, now we see it in Lovecraft Country. Now we see it in fucking whatever. But we had to start talking about it and like saying these stories for it to become something on screen. Not saying these things on screen are perfect, Mm -hmm. but how would yeah. my eight-year-old nephew know about Fred Hampton? Right. There were still people
0: when Watchmen came out who had no never idea had never heard. Never heard. And that this is after niggas had been like reviving it on Twitter and talking about yeah. having that conversation on Twitter or whatever. So like, it's just like you never know what piece of content is going to be the thing that introduces somebody to something so then, exactly. that they then research. And I think that that is really important to our development as black people because if you are not in certain circles if the people that you are in community with who are responsible for raising you whether it be your family or extended community if they don't have the time to dedicate to talking to you about your history and shit like that like we would watch things and then my dad would do critical thinking on okay so what did you see so what did you think about this yeah so this is what you saw but this is what it really is or this is you know what i'm saying like we would have conversation about it and that it was a privilege that we had time to so do, do that, that. together. Yep. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So everybody doesn't have that. So I, I definitely appreciate when even some of these flawed properties about our Black leaders exist. Yeah. Other things that I've been enjoying surrounding this film is Daniel Kaluuya's press run. Like all of his interviews during this period of, the, well, of him promoting this film yeah. have been fucking fantastic like he is looking niggas in the eye he's challenging
3: people he is an eye
1: looking you in the eye ass looking motherfucker like he is on top don't of that shy shit away. Yo. he's gonna look you in the he's eye he's on
0: top of that shit I think one of my favorite things so there was this misinformation that I will call now floating around and Daniel Kaluuya was quoted as saying that he didn't want to be the voice for black people he didn't want to talk about race he didn't want to be the guy who talks about race and in interviews and shit like that right mm-hmm. so that had been floating around was it 2018 Whenever the heck it was, it was floating remember. around. I know it
1: resurfaced. The also when he got the Fred Hampton role, so it was like he yes. don't even want to talk about race, and he's Fred right. And he, yeah, I remember. Yes. it popped up again yes. around there. So that was
0: floating around. It also was one of the major points of contention in some of the dialogue around Black British actors portraying Black American leaders in film and shit like that. So it was just a lot, a lot of awkward vibes surrounding that yeah recently on the Van Lathan podcast Van asked him if him playing Fred Hampton shifted his ideas on discussing race as an actor and being the race guy or whatever, like if he felt any differently after that, which I thought was a good question if we assume that what was reported was true. Right? Yeah. So Daniel Kaluuya basically says, like, that's not what I said. Like, these white people are asking me this question about race. Mm -hmm. I love Black people. Why are you asking somebody who loves Black people why white people don't like Black people?
2: I think where it is, Van, you can turn anything into anything if you take it out of context. Oh, okay, word. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And so the people where that went, and I went, it was, it was the people that wrote that didn't sit down with me. They didn't meet me. In that conversation, I was saying, I love, I actually said that. I love black people. Why are you asking someone that loves black people why people don't like black people? Mm. Did that go viral, man. Did that go out mm. there? Did they click they did that? Not. Yeah. It did not. Yeah. Of course it didn't. So if I'm saying it, I'm, what, my, the sentiment of that point, and to be honest, I look up to myself and I look, you know what it is? It taught me the importance of articulation and um, the specificity of articulation. And sometimes okay. you learn that in the field, you know what I'm saying? It's not something that you can be taught. And so, and so but then what the, the sentiment of that is Blackness and racism are not synonyms to me. Mm. You, know what I mean? mm-hmm. it's not. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when, when white people are sitting me down and asking me, yo, how can I figure out this racism stuff? Mm.
0: Mm. Why are you asking me? And so he gave this whole long answer that was basically, you know, white people who are not even really interested in doing anti-racist work,
1: mm-hmm.
0: asking black actors these questions yeah. about racism when they don't ask white actors that shit. Like, they're not subject and to those same questions. that's who they should be asking. right. Right, right, right. So I appreciated that he had the opportunity to clear that up. And I also feel like that's not a question that any white person would ask. Yeah. Like no white person would ask him to clarify that, clear that up or whatever. So I appreciate that he's had the opportunity to do that. I appreciate because he said that he said all of these things in that same interview. And that was just a soundbite. And people were reporting on that. Right. And folks reporting on that had not been in the interview with him or interviewed him personally. It was just like this soundbite that fucking went viral and wasn't even true to what he actually said. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i appreciate that he had this really cute interaction with robin on good morning america that was cute i saw that her
1: giggling that was cute robin's panties was wet robin's panties (laughs) were wet okay
0: so fucking cute oh my gosh so
3: cute I'm I'm buttering you up because can you tell us anything about Black Panther? Can you tell us a little something?
2: something? No, you know, you got to give me more butter, man. That's not not enough butter, man. man. You got to come better.
3: Oh, my God. You better be glad we're not in the same studio together. I'd come right back at you. you What
2: will you do? What will you do?
0: You are too much. You are right on time. Oh, I mean. Thank you so much. Thank you for keeping it real and keeping me on my toes. Is she married? I think she is. That—that's that, what they were saying on the internet that she's married to a woman. But yeah,
1: I know her partner's is woman. I just don't know. What she, I just all I know is that she went home to that woman with panties that was already wet. From oh my 10 gosh! Because <laughs> I knew that face. <laughs> So that was a super cute interaction. It was really cute. It was. And
0: then he did an interview with Charlemagne G from... Leonard? The Breakfast Club. What? Leonard? Yes. Leonard. Leonard. Okay. Charlemagne G the Gourd. And Charlemagne asked like a spicy kind of question about Lakeith Stanfield. Uh-huh. They're having some kind of beef or whatever the fuck. And Lakeith played Bill O'Neill in that film. Yeah. And Daniel deflects it. And it's like, yo, are you asking that because y'all still have beef? Like, we're not, we're not doing that here.
3: Damn, I, I wanted. To, did, did you find yourself looking at Lakeith, uh differently after the way he played this
2: role? Because he did it too well. Yo, did you, still got, you yeah. still got beef. You still got beef, Charlemagne. Is that what's it? You I, I, beef. I, I never had. A, <laughs> I never had with him. looking at him sideways. Is that what was happening?
3: I, n- I never had an issue with him. I do feel like he was born to play this role, though.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not having that. We're not having that. We're not having that. Where it is yet. Charlemagne? Where it is is But Lakeith, yeah, in this film, he makes the biggest sacrifice. Yes, in
3: he this does. film, he makes
2: the biggest sacrifice. He does. And in yeah. this film, he's serving Chairman Fred because, in order to show you what Chairman Fred is, you have to show him what he isn't. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, in, you can't see the light without the dark. That's right. You know?
0: And I just appreciate that, like, he's just giving these honest fucking interviews and he sounds <laughs> like he don't give a fuck. He sounds like he don't have time to waste.
1: Yeah, like He sounds like he doing?
0: understands that we're in a fucking papasan and we don't have time for, for any bullshit. We don't want to watch any Hollywood fuckery. Like, just be real, be honest be straightforward or whatever so I really appreciated I really appreciate the Daniel Kaluuya that we have been able to get to know it during this particular press run and I feel like the vibes are also different because we're in a pandemic I feel like he's probably feeling like enough with the bullshit as well you know what I mean I think people's interview questions are different it's just the vibes I like the vibes I I don't want to be in quarantine no more but I like the vibes
1: I I like like the the vibes. vibes. I just want to add that, you know, I know Shaq Knight is in prison and I know that's not what we want in the industry, but I feel like Shaq Knight should like handle Charlemagne for us, (laughs) for the good Mm. of the people. He should handle Charlemagne for us because I feel like Shaq Knight is the only person who still lives that way. (laughs)
0: he's the only old head who work. still
1: lives that way because all these young people oh, still choke people out yeah
0: hang them yeah, over we a balcony heard about a uh, like a reasonable act of violence lately we haven't heard of a just they just like shaking. to talk
1: about it they like to talk about mm-hmm. it on instagram i'm talking about like hip-hop now they yell at each mm-hmm. other on instagram and then sadly someone is just like murdered you know but yeah. there's no like shakedowns there's mm-hmm. no like threats that we hear about maybe we'll hear about them mm-hmm. later i don't know maybe i'm not tapped in enough but mm-hmm. i feel like you Chick Knight would take care of it and hmm. not look
0: back. All right, well, I want that to happen? I'm not gonna speak that boogeyman's name, but uh...
1: <laughs> no, <She> Chick <can't> Knight's <laughs> a horrible person. He's a horrible person. But
0: I I understand your point. He's I a horrible get your person. Point. How to get the job done? I get your point. Maybe so he's a former caffeine. Knows. I was zooted on caffeine Uh and I was on Twitter and I was tweeting about Daniel Kaluuya and how I'm feeling this press run. Every clip that comes out, I'm like, this is quality shit right here, whatever. So I was tweeting about that and some random fucking Russian bot with an animated avi was like, yeah, but remember when he said these horrible things? Remember he said this horrible anti-black stuff and and clipped that particular misquote yeah. of him talk about how he don't fuck with, you know, whatever, want to talk about race and shit like that. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm fucking with the press run because he cleared that up. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but remember this? And they send it again, like in a different way. I'm like, yes. I
1: just said he cleared that up.
0: And when I said, in the first thing when I just said, I was like, you're giving Russian bot vibes. So he sends that, what about this? And I'm like, you're still a bot. <laughs> Yeah, you're still being a fucking bot, yo. This is what I'm saying was misquoted. If you listen to any of these interviews, you would know what I was talking about. You would also understand that white people misquote black folks in media all the time. And you would know that if you were not a fucking Russian bot. (laughs) Russian bot. So normally I block Russian bots, but I really enjoyed this approach of calling out the Russian botitude. And uh, they just disappeared and evaporated. So I don't know if they blocked me. Or if they deleted the account, but...
1: They were just trying to troll. That's what trolls do.
0: Trying to troll. And these fucking Russian bots are some of the main, like, agents in stirring up anti-Black sentiment amongst other Black folks. Like, divisive sentiment. Like, they already know that there is a conversation being had about Black British actors in the U.S. And there are fucking Russian bots on fucking Twitter and other social media outlets who are stirring the pot and not who are not a part of the community, who are not engaged in productive portions of this conversation yeah. or dialogue. They really are just there to stir up fucking divisiveness Anytime and there's a
1: random tweet that's like, that you, like, I've seen like random tweets that'll just be like a British black person and they would be like, oh, macaroni and cheese looks gross. Why do they eat that over there? I'm like, that mm. is a bot. Like... <laughs>
3: Fucking russian
1: they bot, are yo. starting something could people please not mm-hmm. see that and like do like a, a thing yeah. like the person has two followers and they joined twitter in february of this. 2021 right. like mm-hmm. what the
0: fuck russian fucking bot <laughs> like bro. russian fucking bot Ugh.
1: now then we had then everyone on twitter yelling and having a diaspora a dias-
0: right there's no need for it call it out for what it is you're being a fucking russian bot bro You're being a Russian (laughs) So speaking of Judas and the Black Messiah, I was on an episode of The Grapevine or we recorded an episode of The Grapevine. I'm not sure if it's going to come out. We have a lot of community conversations on that show that I recorded and then end up not being released. Mm -hmm. So if it comes out though, I would suggest everybody check it out. It's a good group of folks from Chicago, activists, academics, folks related to Black Panthers who talk about their feelings about this film. And I think that it was a good conversation. It was good to hear from Black people from chicago on this it kind of reminded me about the way that we talk about like new york and shit i'm like Mm -hmm. this is not something that i need to be involved in so (laughs) it was good (laughs) it was good to listen to them Mm -hmm. and what they had to say and hear their point of view and feelings about this movie i did say during that conversation that I think that there is, and I've said it here before, I think that there is a conversation to be had about Black British actors portraying Black American leaders Mm -hmm. in these films. And I mentioned that on the episode and... Someone said, Well, they were in the film. Daniel Kaluuya is surrounded by black American actors, and okay, this is true, but I think that there is something that person wasn't black
1: American, but okay, I wasn't even there, but I can just (laughs) tell. Oh, no, no, no,
0: I was the only black American person engaged in the dialogue about black. British actors got it. someone actually said I don't have a horse in this fight and like basically acknowledged that it wasn't for them to speak on and then they spoke on it anyway but whatever <laughs> so yeah they said oh well they were surrounded by black American actors I think there is something to seeing a black American actor portray a black leader that motherfuckers respect and revere yeah there's something to that and it's sad that we're not seeing a lot of our black American actors being able to play those roles I don't mind that Cynthia Erivo plays Aretha Franklin plays Harriet Tubman I don't mind that Daniel Kaluuya played Fred Hampton I don't mind that Aretha that was-
1: looked bad but sorry I had to say that go ahead friend that Aretha though mm.
0: You wanna see that trailer? I don't talk about Cynthia Erivo bad on this show. Mm, it's not good. Okay. I don't mind Kingsley ben Adair playing Malcolm X. I don't mind it, but I think that there is something to be said for the fact that we are not seeing Black Americans portray our Black American leaders. Mm-hmm. And I think that it means something culturally to see that, to see each other do that and play these important roles it means something so i would like personally i would like to see more variety i don't think there's anything wrong with a british person portraying black leaders from another part of the diaspora but i do think that there is something to the social self-esteem of black americans seeing each other portrayed in certain ways on film so yeah yeah, there were a lot of black americans in supporting roles but i don't know it's kind of a weird dismissive yeah that does sound very dismissive like to say like yeah they were supporting that's not what the fuck i'm talking about yeah because
1: if if we let's say there was a movie i'll just put it in context of like something that's easy to understand like colorism so let's say the main mm-hmm. star was light skin and if they're like well there was dark skin woman around there like that wouldn't right. be something that would be yeah. that yeah. would fly yeah. you know like whatever so, yeah, yeah. I you on
0: that. Mm-hmm. but I was the only black American speaking on that. So there was mm-hmm. no need for anyone to understand what I was saying. But <laughs> so, yeah, so that was weird. And then somebody said that Lakeith Stanfield oh, was the main one who stirred up that conversation surrounding this movie about black British actors and that he plays actors from other parts of the diaspora. So then we're taking this conversation with a grain of salt. Well, also, I brought it up. So, but you can be dismissive of it, I guess, Uh as a non Black American person. That's yeah. Um, but also I wanted to clarify that he did not stir it up. He did mention that he, when he was initially introduced to this film, he clarified that he assumed that he would be playing the role of Of Fred Hampton, Hampton. Yeah, and later learned that Daniel Kaluuya would be doing that, and then he struggled with whether or not he wanted to play bill o'neill yeah i've heard that that's too. not his politic yeah. and shit like that mm-hmm. so that was discussed but there was as far as i understood no conversation about lakeith stanfield saying that he thought that it was not okay for black british actors yeah to play black americans on film he's actually said in several interviews that he feels like Everyone should be able to play everyone, but that he does understand the dialogue and the concern, as I do, of not seeing black Americans in these prominent roles. Yeah. That is a conversation that should be had. And as we've talked about on the show before, white people in positions of power associate the British accent with whiteness. It's a different kind of black person. It's a black person that they are more comfortable with, have being in close spaces with, hiring. They often assume, white Hollywood often assumes that black people, when they are portraying black people, are not acting. That it requires yeah, that no just, skill they're or just talent. Like yeah, you're just black. Being
1: regular. Yeah. You're
0: just being black, right? You're being regular. And so when they hire someone from overseas, it's like, oh no, that... That was acting. This yeah, is a British person putting on this and p- taking on this black American form. And that, that's acting. So yeah. they're revered and seen. There is there is privilege in being a black British person in the U.S. And in Hollywood. And, think, yeah. and in Hollywood. And I think that that is worth conversation. I don't think that that should be dismissed. Also... Back to the fucking Russian bots. There was also conversation about how Daniel Kaluuya had said that he had taken studied
1: opera, studied opera. Yes, or something. studied
0: opera so that he could get more of the cadence of Fred Hampton's voice. Yeah,
1: I did hear that. And
0: so a lot of people were pissed about that because it's like, yo, Fred Hampton. It's not like some costume that you put on and like, oh, I'm gonna study opera so I can sing how this. And man then no sang one could understand yada yada yada.
1: how opera was connected to like how, right, like
0: word right. of all things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What mm-hmm. he later said was that the way that Fred Hampton spoke in being able to speak nonstop that way and keep going and going and going that helped studying opera helped him to be able to do that and so So like it with his breath help with his breath yeah breathing and sustaining this like long routine oration you know so so i understood that it sounded better than the telephone game of how i heard other black people saying you know he said this that or whatever you know what he has and you know he don't like child let me tell you he not this (laughs) that whatever so yeah so i do think that russian bots be stirring up the pot in the fucking diaspora wars. And I think that we need to stay on top of that because there are valid conversations to be had about diasporic conflict and we need to be able to have those conversations with actual black people yeah. in ways that make sense and not with the interference of white supremacists who are actively working to keep us divided and separated and tear us apart and shit.
1: I think that people forget that they're talking to other black people. So like when you introduce some like something like that into a conversation, I am talking to black people about black things. Right. I am not yeah. talking to you about white shit and what white people do and how white people do and how no, I'm talking to another black black person someone I am in community with Mm -hmm. about some black shit and I think that's what happens a lot of times when we are having cross diasporic conversations that is lost I am talking to another black person I am not talking to you to harm you or whatever we are black together and we should be able to have healthy discussions about different things or different ideas or different thoughts on things just within the diaspora like it shouldn't Mm -hmm. I feel like when those things are brought up people forget that they are actually talking to another black person and this is who right. I'm supposed to talk to this shit about who the fuck else right. am I supposed to talk to this shit about but you that's who I'm supposed to have this conversation with and and I, mm-hmm. I, when I usually see those conversations I, I don't know it's like people just forget like I am. Yeah, we're talking to another black person. Like we're not. This has nothing. It's to one do of with those. The- let me explain community to you. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna try ha-
0: this one more time. Yeah. we are a community of global black motherfuckers, and it's okay for us to talk about this shit and bringing up uh that there is a societal preference for black british folks in the u.s there's an exotification of them by the white majority yeah and by white folks in power whatever bringing that up does not mean that you are anti-black black british, british folks or anti-black british exactly actors, or that i think that daniel kaluuya's blackness is any less black than mine at or all like we can have these dialogues without it coming off like oh well you brought it up so you must hate You must hate
1: black British people. And and I think that's what happens, I think, anytime people bring up these kinds of things. It's like, no, I can identify things about situations that make me uncomfortable, make me not feel good. It doesn't mean that I hate the person who's in the space. I Mm -hmm. understand why the person's in the space. Like, if we are, I would assume, I'm talking about this the panel, like, these are people who know you have sense. Like, they know you're not a person who, like, comes out your ass and talks Badly about other mm-hmm. folks in a diaspora, like we are very conscious about being diasporatical right. mm-hmm. and not being ADOs. Like we're not yeah. ADOs, bitches. You know what I'm I saying? I think that
0: there is, uh, and I, I, I know that the people who responded to what I had to say, though they were not Black American, I know that they respect me as a person. But I do think that there is an instinct there's an inst- this instinctual thing that happens when Black Americans say something that's Black American mm-hmm. to dismiss it, to dismiss it. Like your opinion that it was fine because of how you saw it was fine or your opinion that, oh, well, Lakeith said something sideways, so I don't care about that. It, it does, it weighs less. You're not Black American. I don't care. Yeah, you know. And-, and the reason why in the context, if this episode airs, I did not respond to that is again, there were actual people on the panel there from Chicago talking about actual important things. Yeah, and it wasn't the time for that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to engage with two people who are not black American. And I I say that, yes, they are black people who are American, but who are not of descendants of black American people or whatever. I didn't want to be doing that on this panel where we could be spending time talking talking about from Chicago Mm -hmm. about this leader who was from Chicago. But I was definitely perplexed, you know? Mm -hmm. Because shut up. Don't (laughs) give me a whole speech. This was the one that got me. And maybe I heard it wrong, and maybe I was just in my black American feelings because that happens too. Yeah. But, and I also, also, I am a diasporatical black girl too. Like, we're descendants of black American people, black, and black Caribbean, Caribbean people, or whatever, yeah. right? Just for full transparency. But don't give me a whole speech about how you don't have a horse in this race and you acknowledge that how you're not a black American person and then be like, yeah, but you know what you're saying is kind of eh. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. you just said you were not involved in this. So don't be involved then. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm being sensitive,
1: and you can be. That's okay. Like, and you and can, can be. be. You should be able to have diasporatical conversations with each other and be vulnerable in front of each other right. true, and true, say true, the true, true. say the hard thing. Like, if we are not able to do that, are we actually in community with each other? Mm-hmm. Are we? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I feel that we should be able to have those conversations. They're hard conversations to have. I'm not saying that they're not, and and I understand everyone's feelings, and that is valid when it comes to like maybe some something we have said has been something that could be something offensive to someone from the continent of the caribbean or whatever mm-hmm. you know what i mean but like we have to get to a place where we could be in community with each other and be vulnerable about these things too or we're right. we're gonna always be in the same fucking diasporatic war situation mm-hmm. and a white man mm-hmm is always going to win i should be able right. to sit across from you and say this thing as a black american made me uncomfortable and you acknowledge that i have fucking feelings yeah and that my feelings are valid mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that there's nothing wrong with you being sensitive about that because mm-hmm. other people are going to be sensitive about their black ass background as well this is true that has made me mad <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: right it's a brief moment it's a brief moment and again like i really wasn't i wasn't trying to like make this about me talking to two people who are neither black american or black british about why that was dismissive because it was more important things to me i think in this dialogue to talk about yeah i feel so but anyway check that out if it comes out definitely check it out it'll either be that's a grapevine episode about the film judas and the black messiah it'll either be on their patreon which you only gotta pay a dollar if you want to watch that or whatever Mm -hmm, yeah or it'll and they have other good videos
1: on there and shit too so it's not like a waste of a dollar that's right that's right Mm -hmm. so
0: libations to grapevine libations to daniel kaluuya who's fucking slaying the fuck out of this press run he's such a good eye actor the diaspora so good
1: with the eye eyes, actor. yeah. So good, very good.
0: Who's thons. the other? There's, there's him. There's the guy from I May Destroy You. Who's great with the eyes? Oh my god! I, don't know, that I don't know his tear, name,
1: but that little water—that that is a fucking so actor. Good. That man is That's an, an actor. actor. That's an he actor. He is great. Yeah.
0: Actually, great. you know what I would say? Those two British actors—they could play me in a movie. <laughs> I'd be—I'd be, I'd be all right with it. I wouldn't care. They could for real. Like y'all got it,
1: y'all got well, it. Yeah, yeah. He's These he's
0: an actor. It's another Black British actor who's good with the eye acting and 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 the fucking like crying and oh no 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 not a Black British actor. What's mccall that is good with this. What's his name from this? And this is Us. Plays Randall.
1: Oh Randall. Oh I said oh Randall though. No. I don't know. It's not, I don't know on people's names.
0: But he is an amazing oh my God. eye actor. Sterling K. Brown. Yes. is an amazing Am- eye actor, Am- and amazing. he will let that water. Those tears welt up in his and eyes and just right sit there. there on the bottom lid and just stay there and not fully come out. Ooh. He's a, yeah, he's an
1: amazing Acting. eye actor. Acting.
0: Even through Acting. glasses,
1: like it's still like, yeah. P- yeah, Yeah, he's an amazing eye actor. He's
0: good with the glasses too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you do that, take them off, put them on, take them off, put them on. <laughs> you know, you fucking rub your eyes because you're so tired. He is excellent. Excellent. Oh. I love black actors, yo. <laughs> I love black actors. I love black people. <sighs> mm. I don't give a fuck what country you're from, what part of the diaspora. But right. he's be able to have yeah. important conversations. Daniel's and
1: he good. He's not like the other <laughs> British actors who, to, to me, just impersonate Denzel Washington. There's a few of them out here <laughs> who just impersonate Denzel Washington. They think black American, that's that's their that's yeah. their lane of, all right, could do you're a black right. American. Right. Denzel. Right. Like what? You're right. <laughs> The
0: dude from Snowfall is doing a Denzel impression. He's a
1: Denzel.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. What's the other one from that show that you said where he's a prisoner fighting for his rights? What is he's a it prisoner called? and a lawyer?
1: Yeah, he's a prisoner and a That show is strange. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. Let me look. <laughs> I just Google prison lawyer show and it popped right. <laughs> <laughs> what's the name of it? it's called for life okay for life but yeah that the main yeah. um actor in that that person is just doing, doing a denzel, a denzel impersonation. impersonation yeah so i mean it's a good if you can get good denzel no i'm that's saying a good thing being a it'll hold you over i am impressed by a denzel impersonator mm-hmm. but it's just interesting to see that i'm watching this movie or show or whatever to watch mm-hmm. this person and i'm watching denzel right. Right, Like I really, I feel like Mm -hmm. at any moment he's going to be like, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. And I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. not, but you Mm -hmm. know, you know, whatever. I'm just saying. I would take it. I would accept it. (laughs) I would accept it. What's
0: that other? John Boyega. He's another good one too.
1: Oh yeah. John Boyega is
0: good. Yeah. He's good. He's good. He don't give me eye acting. But he's good. He's good at what he does. I fuck with it. Yeah, I fuck, yeah, with, I fuck it. with it. Too. But also, in I don't all fuck of with out
1: but just because he blocked me on Twitter. It has nothing to do with his acting. He blocked you. Yeah. What'd you do? Said something to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's fair. Um, I didn't say anything bad. It's the question. Right. He was like, "Get out of here, yeah. bitch," and he blocked me. So. Yeah. Well, he didn't say, get out of here, bitch. He just no, he me. didn't say anything. He just blocked me. Right. And I never had yeah. a crush on Idris Alba, but this is how I know therapy is needed. Because as soon as he blocked me, I was like, but I want you. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I'm so, glad. Yeah. I'm glad you're getting the therapy. I'm never attracted to him. But yeah,
0: the other me. thing I was thinking about in this conversation about black British actors working in the U.S. is that there are so many. We do still have a lot of black American actors, actors who working, working yes. acting, starring in things. Lots of and them. And I think that, yeah, I think that because of the, the scarcity that does actually exist in Hollywood, there are people who are in such a frenzy mm-hmm. about these roles not going to black americans that we forget that we actually do have a good deal of black american actors working and doing their thing in hollywood so yeah so don't forget that and don't get so consumed with what black americans aren't doing or what roles they didn't have to to really be able to see like the shit that they are doing the shit that we do go up exactly and what the future is going to look like i don't know about to fuck it up so have you been watching all right so this is we're back to tv now right so we talked about some reality we talked about some, a film yep and now
1: we're doing network television
0: yes have you been watching the motherfucking equalizer yes, with queen latifah the one dana owens have you been <laughs> watching that shit
1: i have i have i've only watched two episodes i think three mm-hmm. are out now but i've watched two episodes and i really enjoy it like i was excited when i randomly saw the trailer on my twitter feed one day mm-hmm. so i was like oh what she do oh, she like doing shit that they usually give to white men oh
0: what yo, she took a white man's yo, spot? Oh, what? yes, she did. What? Yo. <laughs> so delicious.
1: But I have to admit, I knew nothing about the
0: Equalizer. <laughs> oh my god! So you didn't watch the Denzel movies? No. Okay. I think it was a show from before. So yeah, no, I know it was a show back in yeah. the day. It was a show back in the day. I
1: obviously didn't watch that, and then I know there was right. movies. You know, I'm not a huge movie person, and I'm not right. in love with Denzel Washington like the rest of the oh, black people. Me. So I, it didn't make me have to see. I do like Denzel. I'm not in y'all. Are, Love with that man, rightfully so. No, it's not a bad thing to be in love with him, you know, like Mm -hmm. whatever. But I just so I never like whatever. So then that's what made me be like, okay, maybe I should look into what the equalizer is (laughs) (laughs) since a black woman would be in that space. So then I finally did my Googles or whatever and all of that. But yeah, I do enjoy the show. So the equalizer is a crime drama on TV and this is the second TV installation of it. Like Janicia said, there has been, what was it, a movie series? Like it was a part one and part two or just one or something? This,
0: so this is the first series that Denzel ever did a sequel in. Denzel doesn't do sequels. So that's oh. another reason why this is special. So he did I the I remember equalizer. y'all saying that.
1: Like, oh, he's yeah. doing, oh, okay. But I never want, he don't okay. do sequels.
0: So this is his first sequel. He did the Equalizer. I think he was bald in the first one. And then he came back. He was like, I'll do a second one if I can have my hair. That's an assumption. <laughs> he never said that that That's sounds like something he would say though it would he would say it, he would say it. <laughs> um so he has hair in the second one
3: mm-hmm. yeah
0: but it's the only thing that he's done a sequel to and yeah ah. it's good it's like and i'm using old he's not old but in terms of like the action world yeah it's the old man kicking butt you know what i'm saying like Got it. grown grown man who like knows what to do superhero level yeah. like tactical motherfucker got it, you know got it. so yeah
1: nope never seen it
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh god so I found this out later but Queen Latifah is actually one of the executive co executive producers on the show nice. so she getting a bag as mm-hmm. well she took a white man's job twice <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Love, love to me. see it, it. Um, but you know
0: what it would have been a black person actually it would have been a black person anyway you can't bring a Denzel movie to network and make it a white man like mm-hmm. they would have it wouldn't have been a white man they would have either made it another black dude or another person of color they, there's no way in hell that they would be able to bring that and be like oh it's a white man now I we just like that she said kind of on I like
1: that she was like that's me that's me <laughs> mm, that's mm-hmm. me like they was in a room mm-hmm. like who should me <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, me... Oh, I love it. So yeah, I I like that. But like she is, maybe you could explain more. She used to be a CIA agent. Some shit like that, right? So CIA, undercover,
0: 007 level type shit or whatever, secret shit like that, right? So she used to be that type of nigga. She left the game and so she went rogue and was kind of doing her own thing. And that's where we find the equalizer. (laughs) I think it's so
1: funny when she talks to like the, you know how there's always like the the person who- Tech person? uh, Not the tech person. Person, like the person who is still in the Their system liaison. yes right, thank yes. you to, and she's like who hands them yellow envelopes <laughs> and shit yep but i think it's so funny how she negotiates her job in quotations because mm-hmm. she's like i'm back freelance i'm like freelance how are you a freelance <laughs> cia kind of person like she just do, she make her own hours she do what she wants she said she freelance I'll, I'll, she do what she, she said do. it a few times and I'm like is this a real thing can I like could you like be a
0: freelance I mean probably if you have the skill set I love that we have never seen a black woman who looks like her do the kind of shit that she's exactly TV yeah I think that we have there have been shows I feel like, I want to say, that have tried to be like this, but the woman is always, you know, somebody thin, somebody who is stereotypically what people associate with fit, even though uh, Queen Latifah looks like a fit person to me, but Mm -hmm. people usually associate that with a thin body or they put this kind of person in some kind of cat suit and they're doing some kind of femme fatale ass bitch. Exactly. And it's, it's
1: generally someone that, everyone would look like look at and want to fuck right you know mm-hmm. i would fuck like every Deepa. but right, i'm just saying. gonna say when you said everyone yeah. that means like white men of all
0: varieties yep. incels in- clan <laughs> members like everyone someone that everyone would stereotypically <laughs> Yes. find desirable or exactly. whatever and queen latifah is not per se that person she is clearly fuckable and yes. desirable yes. to i would probably most people but yeah yeah but it's different than when typically these roles would be cast yeah. to a thin-bodied yeah. not black woman exactly
1: you know? exactly
0: so that was fucking dope to see yeah the first two episodes she's saving black women yo
1: which is
0: this is what I I've been. That's missing.
1: why that's the only two I've watched so far.
0: <laughs> black on black saving each other? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I love that shit. I loved it. I love it's so rare that you see black women saving black women on TV. Yeah, it is. It's always some benevolent white person, a man, yep. saving a black woman if a black woman is even, even seen as someone worthy of saving. Yeah. So the first two episodes, she's saving black women. I was like, wow, this is fucking and I didn't know I needed it. <laughs> she looks fucking exhausted yeah, she does. in every episode. Every episode. She's tired. Have- she is a black woman with a job and a kid. And she's fucking over
1: it yep. She doesn't have time for your lip or At your all. Shit. At I all. love that At all And she just took Retired retired, and over it oh And we just want to save people And same. we want to do it on freelance Because I don't answer the fucking nobody That's
0: right I gotta go to my daughter's rehearsal after this
1: <laughs> Time for your shit
0: <laughs> I love it I could relate to that look Because mm-hmm. I have a black mother She's <laughs> fucking tired <laughs> She's got stuff to do. She's mm-hmm. tired. She don't have time for you. I love that shit. So I love this. Sh- and and I say tired. People associate that the way she looks with tired. And I feel like in Hollywood, or even when we talk about like makeup and shit, it's about brightening your face. So yeah. You don't look tired. And this like some of us like, like, okay, so me and Queen are on this Zoom right now. We are fucking sick and tired. tired. But I look, I look tired. I'm actually zooted right now, but I look fucking tired. Like if you, somebody posted a picture of me somewhere like, oh, she looked tired. So, like that. So, mm-hmm. I like that Queen Latifah, even though maybe she's not physically tired, she looked tired. She looked like a regular ass black woman that you would see on the train who don't have time for your shit. Yep. Yo. And I love it. And I love that that person is also fighting and kicking people's butt and yeah, has the too. tactical skill to do all of that shit. I fucking love
1: it. Yeah, I do too. I like that. I did like, there's a scene in the second episode. No, the first episode, I think, where she like does some motorcycle shit. I mean, if you know Queen Latifah's life, she is a biker. Like she ride mm-hmm. bikes, That like, that's her shit. So it was just nice to just seeing her just do shit that she wants to do. Yeah. So that uh-huh. was cute. Yeah. I used to be a person who was obsessed with motorcycles. They scare me a little bit more now. But right. so it was just nice. And also, usually when someone's on a motorcycle, especially a woman, it is someone who has the body exactly. of the one that everyone wants oh, to fuck. Right. Because yeah. being on a motorcycle is like a sexual kind of like mm-hmm. thing.
0: Yeah. So I liked
1: that scene when she like comes around the corner on a bike because it's like that's not love it. You know that is not yeah. what the mainstream says is supposed to be fucking on a fucking motorcycle yes. with the whole biker outfit yes. you know like all of that shit so I she really, looks really like, like my that... mother
0: on a bike my mother has, also, has been on a bike my mother has the clothes that she has to ride a bike my mother has those clothes I fucking loved it yes. okay yes. tall thick woman on a bike yes and her clothes are not for the male gaze exactly it's a fucking it's a queen latifah on a bike yeah okay yes. and I loved it yes. and yeah like she her body could have been dressed in a Way that was for the male gaze. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like she's a fucking baddie, but yeah. I, I love that. Like this show it was, was like, I'm, I'm riding shit.
1: a motorcycle to yes. actually solve to do things. a crime. Okay. Oh my god, I love this. <laughs> shit. I fucking love <laughs> this. It. is not a grammable moment. Okay. I love it. I <laughs> That's not what. This remember. is not for the gram. Okay. okay. Pour it into my Black. A black, a black girl me. needs to be safe right now. So yeah, I love it. But I, I did. I did like that with her on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's not trauma porn. It's a very basic show.
1: It's it is predictable. Basic. It's predictable, it's light. which I enjoy. And predictable in the sense of we know what crime shows look like on television. So right. you are presented with the problem. You investigate the problem. You solve the problem. So right. and
0: that right. kind of unless, predictability.
1: Unless Shonda Rhimes did it. Because
3: Shonda oh, Rhimes, they,
1: they will <laughs>
0: deliver a baby's head in a box. Okay. <laughs> Be like, oh my God, they're going to kill that baby. And I don't feel like that watching this show. <laughs> I feel like, okay, we're going to, the people who need to be
1: saved here will be saved. I don't feel like, oh, they're they going to kill her baby. Remember that was like that. the first season of Scandal, like where they yes. solve crimes of whatever scandals, mm-hmm. right, Figured right, out the scandal. Right. And then we never went back to that. We never
0: went back. It was, it was like one season of, all right, it'll be good. It'll, it'll be okay. It'll be fine. I'm like, no, we're going to kill this child. <laughs> <laughs> what? A child? <laughs> We're killing children in fictional in a fictional world? We're slaughtering children? Oh, on God. prime time?
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Nah, this is like, it's nice, it's predictable. Because yeah. I don't need the stress of yeah. children's thumbs in boxes. Not right now. During a pandemic. At no, all. I like nah. I, don't I don't need it. I don't need I need to see, see people be saved. Yes. That's what I need. Yes. Right I want to see now. Queen Latifah saving, just saving everyone who needs it. I want to see that. it, yo. Yes. I want to see it. I mm-hmm. definitely, when I was watching the first episode, I was like, is this corny? And I was like, yeah, it is corny. And then I was like, do I like this? I was like, I don't know. And then by the time it ended, I was in tears. I was like, <laughs> I, I fuck with this. <laughs> I fucking love this shit. One of the things that's like unrealistic. Wait, though, you in tears? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember why I was crying. I was like, yo, this black woman is saving niggas, yo. <laughs> I never thought I would live to see a black woman who look like Queen Latifah doing this type of action shit, okay? I never thought I would see it. I never oh, thought in God. the first episode, some of the action scenes, I didn't like the way they were shot, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like each episode that shit gets like progressively better, better. Or whatever. But one of the things that's like TV shit for real is how many different styles she'd be having throughout the day. I'm like, you were almost murdered. You <laughs> in this next scene, you got a, a brand new,
1: fresh, We this an updo with a curl now? This is what uh, we're doing? That's the thing too. Queen Latifah loves her a wand curl, like a... <laughs> You yes. know the wand curl thing? Yes, yes. She do. She loves her own little, she a little. Not a curler iron, just wrap her hair <laughs> around the little one. <laughs> wrap it around. Wrap and it around. And curl her hair that way. She loves mm-hmm. a fucking I'm like, yeah. Yup.
0: There mm-hmm. was one scene, y'all will see this. It's not a spoiler. It was a hair spoiler, but it's a hair spoiler. You'll, mm-hmm. do, you'll deal. It's this one scene where it's the same day. Right? Where she has this hairstyle, it's a wand curl or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. Then it's either nighttime now or whatever it is, it's the same 24 hours. And now she is, it's raining, she's under an umbrella and her hair, she's in the same clothes, but her hair is now like frizzed out uh-huh. and shit like that. The wand curl is gone. And I suspect that they was just like, all right, we'll say it's raining. To make that make sense. <laughs> I don't think that was like a, okay, now, cause it was an unnecessary because hair shift. It, it was probably sense. a whole different day. It and it was like, okay, just do it. We'll say it's raining. We'll just, <laughs> and I was like, this is. Cause long okay, curls don't hold. It's like, it's supposed to look like, They you don't know. hold, yeah. <laughs> But it looked to me like she was shooting on a different day. Yeah, different and she hair, was like, "Y'all not going to heat damage like, me. Y'all going to leave this right." <laughs> right, right. Or whatever, whatever weave that was, whatever it was. <sighs> so, I appreciated the insertion of umbrellas and rain to give it like continuity, you know? <laughs> but yeah, the amount of hair changes. Oh god. I was like, "Okay, this is this is television." Yeah, like, yeah. This is television. Mm-hmm. So, it's a cute light so yeah. there are predictable things. Yeah. Of course there there are the techie people behind the scenes helping her with shit or yeah, whatever. Yeah, who are like awkward like because it.
1: people behind computers are awkward for some. I don't know. That's right. what all those shows Third say. Type. <laughs> yeah. You know. And I'll take it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Predictable. We know that. Predictable.
0: <laughs> safe. Yes. No baby thumbs in a box. Okay.
1: I a love baby it.
0: thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Shonda went hard. All right. I definitely watched something with a kid's thumb in it. Maybe it wasn't Shonda, but she would do it. A kid's thumb. She's not thumb? above it. Yes, yeah, I watched would. something with a baby thumb. Shonda- all right she's not above it
1: baby thumb is so little oh my god
0: not above it so we like the show yeah she's rogue so it doesn't seem to be this celebration of law enforcement police or whatever yeah but we'll see how that progresses. we'll see how that
1: progresses we we'll see where that
0: goes yeah there is a police presence on the show uh, so yeah. that's something to keep in yeah, mind if that's a
1: trigger for you yeah it you is know? It had, you know it kind of has to be mm-hmm. and i want to see what they do with new york Because it's it's set it seems like it's it's set in New York. I want to see what they do because people like to do foolishness with New York Mm -hmm. on TV. So I'm interested to see where that goes. I'm just I just keep going back to that Mary Jane episode where she moved to New York and it was people on the street with trash cans with fire coming out. I'm like that is is, it's not the '80s. It's like New Jack City. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Who built this set? Who built this set? So I'm, I'm a little disappointing. Yeah, I'm a little triggered by that. So I just want to see. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think they're doing okay so far. I don't think that they shoot it in New York. It doesn't give yeah, me probably that not. They have really good aerial shots of New York. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't think they do either. They didn't, but it looks like New York. That I'm just Ooh. I'm triggered by that <laughs> Many oh. years ago. Why yes, are there bro. people standing? It was just like, what do you think? It, it was is, offensive. It is still 1989 in New York. There's a lot of offensive things going on in that show. It was. Okay. It was. I remember. It was. Uh, forget it. I just. It doesn't matter. Let's not. Let's leave it. It's yeah. in the past. Yes. Doesn't matter. So yeah.
0: So check out the Equalizer. If you've been looking for something else to watch,
1: I've been watching it on. I guess CBS. CBS. Whatever
0: their thing is. Where you been watching it?
1: CBS. It's CBS or Access? I think that's what their app is called. Because I don't watch like. But if it's a, it's not a cable channel. So if you're able to like get channel two on like the antenna and shit like that, mm-hmm. you can watch it. It is a CBS show. It's not like a right a cable network show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The first episode, I think, is on Amazon. In Right, yeah. I've been watching it on the CBS Now app or whatever the heck with the login that I have. So.
1: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: So that's a motherfucking show. We wanted to talk about TV and shit because it's bringing a lot of us comfort in this global pandemic.
1: Yeah. It's almost a fucking anniversary, which I have said on the show that I do understand mm-hmm. that pandemics don't stop in a few months. So mm-hmm. I do understand that. I just it's just mm-hmm. like, it's about to be a year
3: of this. Yeah, man.
1: Of this. We could have been like those people in New Zealand. They are like on a festival. We
3: could have
0: been. We would never be though, because they would have know. to really care about all of us. New Zealand yeah. cared about everybody. Yeah, they gave everybody a large lump sum of money. money. Yeah, and they was like, stay home. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Well, I think we did a show. We did a
0: motherfucking show. Be sure to follow us on all the social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. You can check out our website, T with Queen and And you can always send us your T mail, thoughts, opinions, and shit like that to T with Queen and J at gmail.com and let us know what you've been watching what's getting you through the global pandemic
1: yeah i'm over this ponder replay but you know it is what it is so it is all right let's do judas
0: and the black messiah that's this week's hashtag yes
1: i like there are a lot of people
0: talking about that movie i'm sure there will be links to more information about fred hampton Mm -hmm. under that hashtag you can also the hbo actually has a podcast on Judas and the Black Messiah and the oh, first cool. episode that I listened to it was giving a wider broader history of Fred Hampton and who he was up until the point that we meet him like how he got there got it that oh, that's, was really that's good. I'm gonna yeah so that, that was the first episode I don't know how many episodes they're gonna be but it's a it's a series so cool. check that shit out it's judas and the black messiah podcast or the podcast so check it out i enjoyed it and that's it yo this podcast was created hosted and produced by a black girl named naima and a black girl named janicia with editorial support from a black girl named candace
1: T with queen and jay we turn up responsibly and who was there
3: was there i've met people uh who said they was in the apartment and they knew deborah that was my name But I'd never seen these people before. So everybody got some kind of story. But it's interesting to me. There's so many stories out there, but we are very visible. And most people don't even want to hear the truth. They don't want to talk to us and find out what's going on. They want to create their own story. They want Chairman Fred on their own terms. They want Defense Captain Mark Clark on their own terms to make up for whatever they ain't doing. That's a let them be, let them rest in revolution. Let them be who they were. You know what I'm saying? Let them be black panthers fighting to defend the rights of black people, fighting for self-determination. And that's an important. I think we do a great disservice when we try to make them into something else, what they weren't. They believed in socialism, They believed in communism. We had an ideology that informed our behavior, our politics. We had rules and regulations. We weren't just a bunch of people hanging out and wearing black tams and leather jackets and talking shit to the police. We did that, too. <laughs> Power to the people. Power to the people. Off the pigs. Off the pigs. Dare to struggle. Dare to win. If you don't dare to struggle, then, goddammit, you don't deserve to win. No doubt. Yes.